Good afternoon. This is the weekly wrap for Friday, August 18th. Well, the markets were relatively quiet in their price action, even though we saw some pretty big volatility earlier in the week. Corn was up six cents for the week. Beans up 16 cents. These are new crop prices. Wheat down 14, uh, Chicago wheat. Kansas City wheat was down six cents and cotton was down four cents. Uh, managed money was in heavy liquidation mode. They sold 29,000 contracts of corn for the week, putting them now, now short 72,000 contracts of corn. They sold 14,000 contracts of bean, putting them long only 50,000 contracts now. They sold 22,000 contracts of wheat overall, putting them short 67,000. So a pretty heavy-duty week of selling by managed money in the grain complex. They bought 2,000 contracts of cotton, putting them long 33,000. Uh, as far as the macro picture is concerned, we started out the week with some heavy, heavy con losses in the Chinese economy. The largest property company, Evergreen, ended up uh, missing a bond payment and filing for bankruptcy. Uh, that had the market very, very nervous. Stock market sold off. All the commodities sold off on that news. Um, and then China is trying to do their best to prop up their economy. So they actually cut rates and are forcing more lending into the economy so they can directly fight against that. Uh, ironically, the consumer is holding up pretty well over there. Uh, gasoline and fuel usage continues to run at record paces. Russia's got all kinds of problems with their currency. It continues to be in free fall. Uh, they raised their interest rates um, 3% up to 12% total. Um, the Russian war against Ukraine continues to escalate. Russia bombarded more port infrastructure over the week, uh, inland ports, Odessa, heavy, heavy uh, you know, bombardment of, of that infrastructure. Uh, Ukraine last night retaliated, bombed Russian ports, Russian infrastructure, and some uh, of the drone strikes even got into downtown Moscow. So I think they're that, that re-escalation of that war has got people a touch nervous, as it should. Um, the Argentina's currency continues to collapse, uh, and so they're still grappling with near 100% inflation. So the farmer is holding off sales as best he can to protect himself against this inflation as his input prices continue to skyrocket. Um, the Federal Reserve here in the United States is was uh, mercifully quiet. Not a whole lot of commentary out of them. And so, you know, now that inflation continues to clearly roll over and the jobs number just kind of hanging in there, they're going to let the lag effect of these high, higher rate hikes uh, continue to soak through the economy. Although there are increasing concerns now about consumer debt levels and, and the slowness of the, of the residential real estate market. But those two variables have been in the market for a while here. So from a macro perspective, um, we've got nervousness in China, we've got the Russian war escalating, and we've got the Fed rate hikes, really uh, the combination of the three, uh, pretty neutral overall stance on the macro picture. We did get a, a quick tour by Ag Resource during the week on the crops in northern Iowa and northern Illinois. They reported um, a, an average to slightly below average corn crop and a below average soybean crop. They just had uh, saw too much tip back in some of the corn 
and then uh, issues with uh, nodes on the soybeans, not enough nodes. And so I think uh, their view is that the market is probably overstated by the USDA. We will get uh, more information from the Pro Farmer Crop Tour next week. They will go through uh, South Dakota, uh, Nebraska, Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, uh, Ohio. They may dip into Missouri, I'm not sure. Uh, but we'll, we'll get a feel for that. Uh, anecdotally, a lot of the articles that I'm reading and social media that I'm catching up on farmer websites is talking about tip back uh, being a bit more of a surprise than what they thought. Many farmers this time of year do not want to go into their fields and look at their crop because it, in, in their view, it just doesn't do any good. But the few that have, I think, have overall noticed a surprise, surprisingly big loss on tip back due to pollination problems, due to corn ear size problems that all started back in June. So we'll know a lot more about that. Uh, talking with a, a fellow uh, merchant and marketing advisor up in Illinois, he, a lot of his clients said that the crop looked good from the road, uh, but didn't you know really pan out the way he thought. I think that will, that may be its own line here during the crop tour for Pro Farmer. In fact, it may be a drinking game that every time you hear uh, one of those crop scouts say, look good from the road, you take a shot, you know, you may be drunk by the first day here because uh, it, it looks like we're going to have some, some major issues on some of these tours when they actually pull the ears back. For demand, the ethanol margins continue to look quite good. Uh, they're holding in there, so I think uh, their margins will keep demand for ethanol very, very strong. Soybean crush margins, very high. Somewhere between the three and four dollars a bushel sheer profit, so demand from domestic crush is going to be maintain its record high levels. We are expecting a very uh, short but violent heat wave. I'm talking about three to five days, where it will be 100 to 105 degrees in Kansas, Missouri, Southern Illinois, Nebraska, and then 95 to 100 degrees in Iowa, Southern Minnesota, South Dakota, and Northern Illinois. So. These crop, scout, these crop tour will take place during record heat, so we'll, we may get a little bit more commentary on that. I will just um, say that <clears throat> from what I read and other uh, marketing advisors that I've talked with, most of them are really quite bearish. They're using the USDA data. Um, they're creating a scenario where with a 2 billion bushel carryout in corn, <clears throat> they're arguing for a 350 to $4 corn board. I know you've heard that from other directions. Uh, with a 250 million bushel bean carryout, that would be 10 to $11 beans. My advice to you at this point is just to completely ignore them. Uh, many times uh, this uh, industry gets caught using USDA data exclusively. Like I said in the past, this is very much a dead zone of information. We really have no idea what the yield is. <clears throat> we have no idea what the demand is. These are just wild guesses from the government subject to huge variations. And so when you go out and you use that USDA data to create a long-term marketing approach, uh, it's too, too many years in a row now we've gotten ourselves in trouble, not we, us, but other uh, marketing advisors and other farmers. So my best advice at this point is just to ignore uh, all marketing advisors and just wait till we get more data. Uh, we need to figure out what this yield is. And based on the variability of this crop, uh, we're just not going to get a, a handle on this yield, even after the Pro Farmer Tour, until harvest is complete. So uh, many of these other marketing advisors, too, just use the USDA balance sheets. They don't take the full picture into consideration. 
They don't incorporate the macro picture, crude oil prices, geopolitical risks, and global weather, which has been a big issue this year. And so we're going to, you know, we're hearing a little bit about India having to, you know, import some seven to eight million metric tons of, of rice, of wheat, excuse me. Um, they're going to put out an order and, and try to cover that because wheat prices are exploding within India. And so, you know, the, the, the global picture is, is now as important as it's ever been in the valuation of U.S. grain. So I'm not going to go out uh, on a limb at this point and, and draw any long-term conclusions, but I will stick with our overall marketing approach that $5 corn is too cheap in my opinion. Uh, $6 corn is a good opportunity to do some marketing. So I think we stay in this range. Upper fours to $6 will be the range in corn in my opinion. I'm looking for $13 roughly as uh, the low end of the range on beans, maybe $12.50. And the high end of the range at the moment will be $15. So we'll continue to expect that range and use do our marketing within that range. For cotton, I think support comes in at 80, 81 cents. And resistance comes in at 90 to 95 cent cotton. We'll do some light marketing when we get near those upper end of that target. Wheat continues to be horribly undervalued. Um, I think by two to three dollars a bushel. The global balance sheets are getting ridiculously tight, and I think financially, wheat prices have been repressed. Uh, I think we're fighting a war, a financial war against Russia, uh, and doing our best to keep those wheat prices cheap because that's what uh, helps keep Russia financed, keep the war financed. At some point, this is going to backfire, and wheat's going to have a huge rally. It's just uh, their, their ability to keep prices suppressed has lasted a lot longer than I thought. And now that the funds are building out again, a very large short position in wheat, I am expecting the bottoming process to continue here. So the three things that could change the range of these prices out of this $5 to $6 range and out of this $13 to $15 range in beans would be things like crude oil. You know, if it goes to, you know, $100 a barrel, it's, it's gonna, it's, it may lift that floor on that. South American weather, we are expecting some huge volatility this year in South America due to the El Nino. So if we end up losing that Brazil bean crop, you know, we'll break the $15 ceiling. But unfortunately, we're just not going to know that until February uh, on, on Brazil weather. And then, of course, the Russian-Ukraine war. As that continues to pick away and destroy infrastructure, if it takes a more serious turn for the worst here, you could have a similar blow up in prices like we saw in early 2022, where whole corridors and whole export terminals get shut down completely. And that would, of course, reshape the value of all these grains as well. And there's just no way to know that. But to sit here and pretend that you think you know, like most of these marketing advisors, they've gone too complacent on this geopolitical risk and, and not incorporated it in their marketing strategies. So we're just going to stay patient on this with the first and most important variable is knowing the yields, and that's just not going to happen until probably after harvest. So that's the update, my friends. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I will be putting out a series of videos over the weekend. There will be a cotton video exclusively and then a grain market exclusive update on the USDA balance sheets and the charts. These are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS. Talk to you soon.